Good evening and welcome to a happy edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. <laughs> What's up, Rob? Hey, much happier, much happier this week, right? Yeah, absolutely. The happy times are here again and let's enjoy them. Um, yeah, let, you, you, you uh, kind of got me on the, in the right mindset today from our text conversation. So welcome everybody <laughs> to, yeah, to a fun week. Um, we're going to have a, a great look back at a an offensive explosion from the Dukes <laughs> um, and a look ahead to the biggest game of the year. Don't forget, as always, we are brought to you by Pale Fire Brewing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Go by the tap room down there anytime and mention the podcast and you'll get a free pint glass. I'm going to enjoy. I got mine out with me tonight and uh, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Five points, five stars for JNUSB. Uh, a couple notes before we get into the football and all the exciting stuff. Um, even maybe it's a basketball we got to talk about. Um, but the men's soccer team won the CAA championship over the weekend. Congrats to them. In a um, shootout. No in less. a shootout. Yeah. 4-2 in a shootout. Um, it was 1-1 at the end of regulation over Hofstra. And good news for me, I'm hoping, I don't know, they're going to play down here at High Point on Thursday. I'm hoping maybe it's like post-work time. I don't know. Some of these tournament games are earlier. Uh, but And the winner of that will play UNC. So I might get, oh, a chance cool. to, yeah, I might get a good chance to go watch them. I don't know the time yet. Uh, volleyball finished up the regular season. They, I think, tied for the second seat. They sort of, I think they're the two seed. The yeah, two I think seed. Hofstra, yeah. yeah. So they're down in Charleston is the tournament this week starting on Saturday. They will play Saturday at four against the winner of Charleston and UNC Wilmington. So good luck to the volleyball team as well. And a big announcement for next week. We're really excited. I th- it looks like we're going to have Brian McLaughlin from Hero Sports on next week to preview the playoffs. Brian's been a guest on the podcast a couple times, and it's just I think we know most people who listen to us probably listen to Brian as well. He's just one of the most knowledgeable national. He's probably the most knowledgeable SDS person there is anywhere in the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just a fun guy. Yeah, and a really fun guy to talk to. And yeah. Rob and I have really held off on talking big picture because JMU has not locked anything up at the moment this year. And we wanted to wait until we really have a, a bracket to look at. Um, on that note, the selection show is sun, Sunday at 1230 on ESPNU. So I think a lot of people will be able to, we will certainly hopefully be looking forward to that and not with biting, <laughs> biting our nails at the time. Uh, but we'll see. So, Rob, you feeling a little happier this week? I am. No, I mean, like, I, I I was texting you the other day. Like, I'm at the point now where I'm just enjoying it. You know, yeah. it's game by game. Um, well, I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit later, but I, I think it's a little bit crazy to constantly put everything in the context of, will this work in Frisco? I mean, Jamie's fighting for the playoffs right now. Yep. I prefer to just kind of enjoy the game, watch the game, and I'm thankful that we've got a big one this weekend. I, I think – I mean, there's a chance the loser of this game could get left out, but I was actually looking around. Yeah, it's a real today soft and... bubble this year. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, and the CAA is heads and shoulders above any other league, in my opinion, and the opinion of people that actually matter. Yeah, the, know, it, 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 the best. Yeah, it's nutty that the CAA. It's a very legitimate chance the CAA will get six teams, which would be yeah. unprecedented into yeah, the playoffs, absolutely. and it would be completely earned this year. Um, I thought about it. I'm like, if JMU or Towson, like the loser of this game, are you really going to leave that team out at seven and four? I don't, I don't think you are. Both teams are ranked in the top 10, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. And I guess and the thing, like that, I don't know what yeah. the signature win would be for JMU, but I think even just impressive dominating wins over a William and Mary team that has turned out to be pretty competitive i was gonna say yeah congrats to this will be jimmy laycock's last game definitely want them to beat ru this weekend um yeah get them to 250 i believe it would it would get them to 500 on the season um i think they're 500 in caa play yeah Uh, you know they they had a game canceled but they're back to three and three no i I don't think there's any doubt i I just i I think this is one time where jmu's brand name would help them as well um it's just a really soft bubble it's kind of weird there are three teams in the big sky that might get seeds and they might not get another team into the tournament in the tour yeah right and jm it's weird the caa has kind of potentially cannibalized itself to one seed in the lower half of the top eight seeds potentially um i think there's a chance they get two if maine wins the conference 
and JMU beats Towson, I think JMU would have a legitimate chance at a seed even then. But yeah, it's a weird setup this year. I mean, the Southland it's is garbage. Weird. There's a bunch of, uh, you know, the Big South has had two at times. They're not getting a second team. Yeah, it's it's a weird, a weird year. I mean, the the Missouri Valley might only get two teams. Might only get two teams. It might be just NDSU and SDSU. But they might not have other people qualify with seven D1 wins. Yeah, the only team in their league that can get to seven and four is Indiana State, who has a non-counting. They played a Division two game. Yeah, so, so I don't, I don't think anybody else can get to seven. No. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very – and nobody else can get to seven and four, yeah, in the Missouri Valley. So it's a strange year for sure. I, I got to say, Rob, I don't want to play Col- – I don't want anything to do with Colgate's bracket. I don't, I don't, I don't either. Give me Kennesaw in a heartbeat. Give, yeah. I mean, send us to – I don't care. I don't want to do – Colgate has given up 29 points on the entire season. I think that was – didn't they – the touchdown they gave up over the weekend was the first one in – it's like Literally five months. Yeah. And yeah. now they play Army this weekend, I think. I think they, they play their FBS game, I think. And, and the Patriot League is trash this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no doubt about that. But, but still, 29 but points still, is 29, 29 points. points. 29 points. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's crazy. No. I, I doubted Colgate in the past. And that came back through. <laughs> yeah. Over let's, so. let's, yeah. Well, hopefully that's the Houston Withers difference. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, Rob, you want to start us off with first down from a 48 31. Duke's victory over a a one-dimensional but certainly capable and much improved Rhode Island team. Yeah, I mean, talk about a breath of fresh air yeah. from, from the offense. Um, that was kind of everything that we as fans have been asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, save those of you that were Cole, Cole Johnson or bust. You know, you didn't get to see that because of the injury or anything, but that was that was the good news. Injury you slash know, transfer. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Noose just looked like he was having fun out there. He did. You know, and, and he is not going to be your Dan Marino or your Tom Brady drop back quarterback. Nope. Um, he's best when he's kind of playing backyard football. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that's what he was doing. I, I thought Kirkpatrick did an outstanding job of calling the game. Yeah. Even though I was ready to throw my remote through the television when they opened up with two straight runs <laughs> at the middle. I know. I know. <laughs> and then they connected, you know, on the, on the third down. Yeah. But, um, just It was just great. And it sounded like Houston – had an outstanding week of coaching. He talked about yeah. how he had sat down with Nooch and really talked to him about getting back to what he was good at and showed him tape early in the season. And it, I guess you can just chalk it up to he kind of lost his swagger for a while and he had it back. Yeah. Uh, that was the best game I've seen him play at JMU. No doubt. I know people point to that interception. No excusing. It was a bad interception. But The first back, interception, said, not the second. Yeah, we'll the get second to the second one. one. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. That, that's fluky. But – um. You know, kind of going back to what I said last year we, about Brian Shore, mm-hmm. or I'll take that. You know, you can have a bad throw a game if you got 21 other good ones. Right. It's, it's not going to upset me. And if he's going down the field, okay. I mean, everybody's going to make a mistake. That was a mistake. Yep. But it was one bad throw. He was hitting guys on the run. They were doing a lot of slants. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what I the was. running game, running game was better. Oh, yeah. You know, those things, things tend to go uh, per hand C. Per C. Per C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, Cardon had a good game, so it just—it was a really fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, we can, you know, nitpick or point out the fact that Rhode Island doesn't have a tremendous D, nope. but who cares? Uh, we, we've seen this team has talent. It's just a matter of getting the confidence. If you get that confidence from dropping forty-eight points on a less talented defense, so what? Yeah. You got the confidence back. We're going to need it going into Towson. Mm-hmm. Towson can light up the scoreboard, um, but I think Jamie's ready. Yeah, I think that's right. And I was I was really scared. I mean, A, on, on the Nooch front, his first touchdown was like the best Nooch play of the season. Um, the one where he like avoided the, he, the free rusher and, and, then, and then sort of up. made a backyard football play. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, that was great stuff. And the second Nooch interception was a debacle of a whiffed Ole block from the tight end that I yeah. Houston apparently went after the kid on the sideline. Not Nooch, but the person who had missed the block, you know, um, which was who also scored his first touchdown. Yes, yeah. So overall, decent. Game. Overall, yeah. And I also think, um, just on the big front, I was nervous about this game because Jay, I, Rhode Island is legitimately good. That, that's a that's the best passing attack JMU has seen all year, and and I include NC State in that. I mean, that quarterback and that you know the receivers were better receivers, than I thought. They were bigger than I thought. They were faster yeah. than I thought. And 
look, Rhode JMU shut down the run. Rhode Island can't run. They can't play any defense. But I was kind of worried going into the game. I just you look at what Rhode Island has done when Jawan Lawson, the quarterback, has been healthy. They've scored on everybody they've played, and I was just nervous that JMU was they. I felt like they were going to have to win a shootout this week, no matter how much we love the defense. And I was nervous JMU couldn't do it, and they did great. I think they scored on six of their first eight possessions. You know what? What is there to complain about about that at that point? Um, no, I agree. Yeah, I really. Just... Yeah. But credit to Donnie, too. Yeah, absolutely. He's taken a lot of flack from a lot of fans, us included. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been kind of frustrated with his play calling or anything. But he really got all the guys in positions where they could play to their strengths. Mm -hmm. You know, you get get Riley some of those passes. I think he only had like four catches, Mm -hmm. but he had another couple targets. Um, He had one in the end zone that the defenders made an outstanding play on. I I thought Stapleton actually went up and got it, did a good job. Mm -hmm. The defender just kind of knocked it out. Yeah, he should have caught it. Well, I mean, yeah, no, no, I'm I not going to knock I know, him on that. I, I thought yeah, that, that was, was an outstanding, just an outstanding play. Yeah, I thought Sims even um, I mean, held, had a chance at that one ball. And I mean, you know, yeah. not to say like, oh, it's a drop or whatever. But, you know, I, I just, like you, I thought Donnie called a good game and Nooch gave the guys chances to make plays. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just fun to watch yeah. the first time in a and long time. And it was really fun. I mean, a couple, the pull block from Zaire Bethea on the big Cardin Johnson run early was the mm-hmm. best block we've seen all season. Like, yeah. And the cut by Carden was perfect. Like, There were some good things in this game to, to kind of get excited about, I hope. So we'll see. I think Towson is a little bit better version. So, I mean, we'll get to them in a little bit, but also a team that is a defense optional, but with a you know supremely talented playmaker, yeah. uh, a quarterback. So we'll see. Yeah, for second down, Rob, I'm going off the uh, out of the game here. And we got to mm-hmm. we, we can't I don't we can't bury the lead. Raven Green, did you yeah. see the highlights from Raven Green? I, I was watching that. <laughs> we were out last night uh, getting pizza, and they had it up, and I was going crazy. I was watching yeah. James <laughs> over Jessica and Sam's shoulder, and I was like, "That's from Jamie." He's like, "What? That guy?" Yeah. You know, we saw him. You know, get the sack, the sack and then, and then get the a couple fake minutes later, punt? the fake. Yeah, and he almost had an interception. Like mm-hmm. he was all, and it was that speed and that excitement that I yeah, think we all great. enjoyed watching Raven play with the whole time at JMU. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really enjoyed kind of following along on Twitter last night. You know, everybody we could think of was so excited about this. I saw like Stefan Robertson, Earl Watford, Jimmy Moreland, you know, guys from every yeah. era of JMU football were like over the moon excited for Raven. And uh, I, I think we all have just hoped, I mean, JMU has been so talented for so long and they, you know, they've put a lot of guys in the league, but I think aside from a little bit Moats, they haven't had anybody who's really flashed in a while. And obviously, like, there's no knock on anybody who gets to the league. Oh, um, yeah. But, but really exciting to see guys making, like, you know, I mean, one of the things about Moats is he always has the play where he knocks out far, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just so exciting to see game-changing plays from a JMU guy in the league. Um, Really looking for you all, yeah. It, it's also evident of like some guys are just football players, yes. And at that level, I mean, there's so many good athletes, they're, they're athletes all over the field. Yeah. But when you see him running in the open field with the ball, mm-hmm. it's just some guys are just different, you know. Yeah. That's why they make it to the league. That's when you can go in and execute something like that. It didn't look like a defender who, who was running, I mean, no, it's just he's a tremendous athlete, athlete. yeah. It's really fun. Well, to and it's got to be exciting for guys like Jimmy and Rashad. The, you know, this year and the next year. Yeah. I mean, th- well, you know, that's got to help their chances too. That that definitely <laughs> flashed in my mind. Yeah. I was like, hmm, there could be two more guys yeah, right. in the next couple of <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah. So that was really cool. What about you for third down, Rob? Uh, I got to give it up to Kendall Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, I think, has quietly become maybe the biggest difference maker on offense, not in terms of being like the best player or anything, but he's been pretty consistent. But when he has a good game going, I think that's what opens it up. You know, yeah. defenses have been king on stopping the run, um, kind of trying to stop Nooch's game with his feet. Mm-hmm. And then Riley Stapleton always drives, yeah. you know, draws like the big defenders. But Dean has been able to exploit that and really take some pressure off Riley and the other receivers. And this guy is just so good. I mean, what would he like, five for like 86 yards or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Another touchdown. Um, he can make, you know, he can catch it middle of the field. He can catch it mm-hmm. um, going deep. 
sidelines, and he's just so dangerous after he gets the ball, the yards after the catch. You know, he's kind of like Amos in that sense. When when Amos returns a punt, yes. I think every time, like I gotta watch this. Yep, I'm starting to feel that way about Dean. I think like, whenever I think he catches right. it, I feel like he can break it. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's just he's been a, a kind of a revel, revelation for me. We all were very excited about Sims and you know Brown after mm-hmm. the big touchdown that he had, and those guys have been great. Um, they've gotten off to terrific starts to their career. Yeah. But Dean is already a guy that. You know, other defenses need to game plan against. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I also thought just game plan wise with Dean, it was great to get him really involved. Obviously, he was a, a Jamie was targeting him. Yeah. But you're right. Going back to Donnie, what a great job by Jamie this week. I mean, they got everybody into this game. Yeah. You know, Eldridge was coming off really his only big flash performance of the season at New Hampshire. He was one of the few bright spots and he remained in the mix this week. Like they didn't, yeah. they didn't forget about him. He was a part of the game plan. Um, both Stapletons were involved, the backs that were, in, you know, involved. But Dean Sims, I mean, there were a lot of guys that they got the ball to early, and yep. and and it, that was that was what made it so fun to watch. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was not predictable, mm-hmm. and it had it had become predictable. I don't, we don't know if that's due to the player's execution or the game planning mm-hmm. or what was going on. But it seemed like Jamie was playing not to make mistakes the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. instead of playing to make plays. Right. They went after it on Saturday and really just tried to make plays, kept the defense on its heels. Um, everybody was guessing. It was, it was, it was just yeah, great, great job by Donnie and the coaches putting it together and an even better job by the players executing. Absolutely. So Rob, for fourth down, do you mind if I split this up with a uh, big name and some small names? Yeah, go for it. So, I, I mean, I, I want to talk about some off-the-radar names that were great this weekend and I'm excited about. But I also – we can't let this go without talking about Jimmy. Yeah. Right? I mean, the guy is just unbelievable. I mean, first of all, the receiver, Parker, for Rhode Island, who's their best player. Now, Rhode Island still made plays in the passing game. And Jimmy did. They did. And he did get beat on the first play of the game on the double move, although the, they missed it, you know. But he essentially took their best player out of the game. Now, you know, they found other ways to beat JMU, but it wasn't through Jimmy. And then yeah. he made the, the play of the, the game, really. I mean, you know, I got nervous in the second half at times. And then Rhode Island, thankfully, gave us the game back with the worst play ever on the, yeah. the punt thing. But let's be honest. I mean, when Jimmy picked that ball off at the end of the half and turned that from a 10-point game that was a shootout to a 13 point (laughs) I did love the the little barstool thing where they had the him getting shot on the field I mean when he picked it off I put my hands up like I always do because I thought he was gone he's gone and the the turf just made that great tackle the Zane Shoker field decided he wasn't getting another one tripped him up but but he was amazing and and it's just I mean how many times there's no no words really for us but then three guys I wanted to mention. That well, actually, well, on the Jimmy, yeah. and this is just me being the negative fan, but one of the things that flashed through my head when he made that and he went through, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the last time, last regular season game I get to see him do this at home. Oh, I know. And it actually made me kind of sad. Very like, much. Hopefully they'll have – that doesn't mean I don't think we're close to Jamie's last game of the season, but it did make me sad that, you know, he's a guy that I have enjoyed watching as much as any player that's ever put on the uniform for me. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, I'm, I'm fortunate that we got to watch for so long. But, man, it's going to be hard not to see him out there next year. Yeah, it is. And, Rob, this is probably a good place to go back and revisit what you and I were talking about earlier and, and have talked about all weekend. And, and you were really right, and you got me refocused on this. Enjoy this, everybody. This, you know, we're, we're, in, we're, we're still in the middle of these, this incredible, you know, this is the fifth year in a row of, being a part of the postseason mix and being excited for more games to come. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, th- this year there appears to be North Dakota state and then everyone else. Yeah. And I don't think JMU is necessarily any better than everyone else, but they're certainly not any worse than everyone else either. Somebody needs to make it to first. Game. Yeah. Somebody's going to kind of my it. attitude. Right. And, and I, I watch JMU. I do not think that they're a championship team. That is probably because in my head, I have a vision of what a, not only a championship team looks like, but what a JMU championship mm-hmm. team looks like. And the last two seasons, JMU was, was pretty dominant. You know, mm-hmm. last year they caught some breaks. They were not, 
the juggernaut that um, many of us kind of look back and, and think they were, mm-hmm. but they got the job done. Yep. You know, they, they had these kind of slow blowouts and they always find a way to win by a couple scores. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year I have no idea. I look at them I'm like, this isn't really Frisco level. You know, they're, they're not going to win, but then I was like, who cares? They got another game next week and they can win that. And any, you know, any given Saturday, as they say, yep. they could win. And you look around, you know. No, I watched the first not... half of Kennesaw Monmouth this week. And Kennesaw is trash. No. They're totally yeah. fraudulent. This is a, yeah. it's an option version of Sam Houston. And, and I don't, you know, I'd be happy to go to Atlanta and deal with them. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I just, I look around yeah. and I'm like, who's really, so say JMU's the eight seed or the nine, you know, they don't get a seed. Is there anyone outside of North Dakota State that I would feel like they should be a heavy underdog against? No, 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 no not at but all. I, I mean, I think you could pick probably any one of 10 or 12 teams that you could conceivably say if they catch some breaks could end up playing against North Dakota State. And I think JMU's uh, in that mix. And so let's just yeah. sit back so and Maine, enjoy it. So is Towson. Yes. Um, heck, even Delaware, I think, is the type of team that Oh, I think all breaks, the, you know? with the exception of Elon, who is really hurt right now. Just banged up. And, I, a healthy Elon and I'd be surprised if Stony Brook, just given their lack of quarterback ability, you know, made a deep, deep run. Um, but the other four teams in the CAA, I, I think any of them are capable on a given day. And depending on how the bracket, even Stony Brook, right? If the bracket sets up right. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's an interesting year in, in that way. And I'm not... I think what you were trying to tell me, though, Rob, that I enjoyed is when you were talking about Jimmy's last home game. We got a game this weekend at Towson that's a fun game. There'll be a lot yeah. of purple in the stands. Get up there. Everybody who can, go to this game. Have fun with it wherever you can watch it. It's going to be on that awful CBS Sports digital thing. You know, do what you have to do to watch it. Um, but we definitely have one more game. We probably almost certainly have two more games. Let's enjoy this and have fun. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a team with a ton of talent. Yeah. And we saw, you know, at stages this year, when they put it together, they're really dangerous. Mm-hmm. We've also seen them come out flat and lose. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a flawed team, but it's an exciting team. Yeah. You never know. To me, it's just it's, we're wasting our time if we're thinking so far down the road that we're, yeah, that we're missing that the we're present. Yeah, that we're missing the present. You know, yeah. and I don't know. I, like, I'm excited about Saturday. They win Saturday. I'll be excited about the next game. But I can't think about how this team matches up against North Dakota State because right now that's just that, that's no. That's I mean, not on the horizon. I don't want to. I'm know? more interested in not matching up with Colgate, <laughs> you yeah. know, or or do we have to play Thanksgiving weekend? And is that I, you know logistically I'm, I'm possible like, for me to attend? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want to beat Towson. Yeah, that's I all I want to do. Any, yep. Anything beyond that? No. I mean, if if the right team shows up on Saturday, it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. Yep. If the wrong, you know, if that team that shows up went right, to New Hampshire, yeah. oh boy, it's bad. And I'd feel that way about any game from here on out. But so, I will say the, just, the vibes from this Rhode Island game felt like a team that was playing football and having fun again, right? And maybe that's a because Rhode Island doesn't play defense, but neither does Towson, and hopefully they can keep that feeling going. You know, it felt different. It felt like a team that had recovered from whatever that egg was they laid at New Hampshire. And it felt like they got their mojo back. Yeah, it did. Like, they were like, and, okay, we're screwed now. We might not get a seed. We might not talk about Frisco, so let's just go play. <laughs> like, and, and, that... and a lot of it is the... mm-hmm. Nooch is some of the things he's been criticized for, you know, back before people really jumped on him, the big thing was, oh, the, the finger guns and, <laughs> uh, you know, the point. You and I were always big fans of that. Yeah. Um, consequently, we were pretty big fans of Nooch. We've been painted as, as apologists or right. Team Nooch and um, I don't know. I mean, when he does that, it's better. The whole team feeds off of it. So that's why I thought it was a good thing. He's not showing guys up. He's getting his guys pumped up. Yeah. The old Venn diagram, right, of Nooch, anti, anti-Nooch finger guns and people who say we have to wear gold helmets and purple uniforms yeah. every time are is one big circle. So that's that's what happens. Um, and, and it was. I mean, like, I admittedly, <laughs> I, I wanted to go – to Johnson. I thought the season was yeah. kind of teetering. Teetering. It's like, let's just see what we got. Let's just try something different. Right. I was really happy for Nooch. I, I have been a fan of his. I'm a fan of Johnson's too. You don't need to be one or the other. Right. That, that's what's so silly to me. It's like, 
it gets pretty heated with fans. Like people are like, "Oh no, he stinks. He's the best." He's yeah. There were people in the stands all week, just like talking every play. I was still yelling about that stuff. Oh my god! We scored forty eight points. What do you want? (laughs) We posted something on Facebook, like, "Hey, great win!" Or something. The very first comment within thirty seconds was still really shaky quarterback play. Right. I'm like, forty eight points. What are you talking about? He had five touchdowns. Right. right. He threw for four touchdowns and ran for another. Yeah, like just oh my gosh, the armchair quarterbacking and the yeah. um, everybody wants to be right more than they want Jamie to win at times. Yes, yes. Well, my last note for the game, I do want to shout out three particular players that I noticed, and um, just from this game, I, we don't need to talk about the CAA officiating because that was some epic CAA officiating. Yeah. Thankfully, this game was a seventeen-point game; it didn't matter. Um, but one thing I was really, and this is part of enjoying the moment. There were three players in this game, and one, the most important, was Charles Tutt, who definitely looked healthy for the first time. He did. He looked better. And I know he sort of dropped that interception that the guy caught, like the guy actually made the catch early in the game, or, you know, he hit it up twice. But he really looked quick again out there. And Mm -hmm. that changes, like, what we were talking about, having Jimmy cover your number one player, and then having Tutt available along with the other guys. You with know, Wayne Davis, yeah, with Wayne to Davis and D'Angelo Amos and all, yeah. you know, everybody else. That, that really adds a, another level to JMU's defense. And that was exciting to see. I mean, if we see a healthy tut, that, that is a big, big difference maker for this defense. And mm-hmm. then the other two, two names we have not talked about at all. I want to do one on defense and one on special teams. Um, one was Matt Terrell, 55, who played a little bit in the second half. I thought uh, Trot did a really good job. You know, Rhode Island basically throws the ball every time. I mean, they ran for like 50 yards in the whole game or something. Um, and they throw all the time. And JMU had pretty much decided they were going to, by the second half, they were just, that they adjusted pretty well. You know, early in the game, they seemed to try to bring pressure and it didn't get there. And then they decided they'd drop most people and just rush with four. And I think Trot thought, we got to rotate guys on the D-line. And he, Paris Black and Matt Terrell both played a lot in the second half, kind of in the rotation. And that seemed to help keep guys fresh. And it was just exciting to see guys we haven't seen as much in a while this season since all the injuries have been through. And then the last kid, I was really excited. This is a personal one for me. But uh, I don't know if you noticed this, Rob, but Sam Kidd is a kid, uh, number 33. He plays on special teams a little bit. Mm-hmm. I actually tailgated with his mom, mother and father at, uh, at NC State this year. And he got a penalty early in the game. And I know they must have been bummed because oh, he doesn't play yeah, a lot. And, and then he came back and made a really great tackle on special teams later in the game. And he got the, um, the late hit, right? No, I think that was actually McGinley on the, the punt. I thought that was a, a little bit of a quick flag. It, it was. It, it, I mean, there was contact. We don't need to talk about it. But I, I, I well, thought I'm going to talk about harsh. that in the concerns just because looking forward, I, that's, it's a small element of one of mine. But, yeah. But I was just excited for Terrell and Kid to both be a, a real good part of the team this weekend. And it's, it's just a reminder that for all of us on the outside who just think about Frisco and what it means to us, like there's a bunch of kids playing and they come from all different. I don't know. I just it, it's cool to see a kid late in the season still getting an opportunity that they haven't had and think about the nerves and the excitement that those kids have. And it's a reminder to all of us, like, don't get carried away looking forward. Just enjoy the Towson game. Yeah. Um, and don't uh, – point of reference, be careful at Towson on the streamer front. Towson is pro-tailgating and very anti-streamer. There have been many JMU fans removed from the Towson premises yeah. for streamers in the past. There was, a, uh, there was a JMU fan removed from the premises at Bridgeport this weekend. But we'll stay off of that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's owning it well. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, Rob, what are, you, what are you looking forward to or either concerned about or most looking forward to headed to Towson this week? Well, from a positive standpoint, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this momentum carries forward. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, momentum isn't a thing in sports, but I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I, I do think that confidence is a thing. Momentum Tell that to the Redskins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think when you, when you got guys confident, they make plays, they see their teammates making plays, I think that friendly competition, pushing each other, I think the offense is going to, have, have another big step forward this weekend. I am a little bit concerned, and I know you're absolutely right that Rhode Island has a, a fantastic passing attack, one of the best, if not the best, that JMU has seen. But 
that's still 31 points at home is a lot of points to give up. <laughs> and I mean, like, I, I'm a believer I in this defense. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm a believer at times, but I am concerned that they've basically played four competent quarterbacks, not even top quarterbacks. I'm not going to give that guy, the guy from Elon. I would, I would say competent. Yes. He's not great. And they've either given up a ton of points or lost the game. So it's not going to be that, you know, keep them to a touchdown type of thing. Now, if the offense is clicking, who, who cares? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you care, but I don't think JMU is now going to go in the playoffs and try to win a bunch of 10 to seven games. No, that seemed to be the plan two or three weeks ago. Right. Um, I will say this. It was kind of all or nothing, I thought, on Saturday for the defense. They either were in Lawson's face and knocking him down, or they were stonewalled by the line. I, I don't know how that happens, or maybe that was just my mind playing tricks on me, but did you think that was the case? It was like they were either – he had no time, time or he had all the time in the world. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. I, I don't, that, that could just be fatigue. They're out there so mm-hmm. much. So um, I was really pleased with the pressure they got at times. I thought Doc had, had – Yeah, they had a lot of negative plays for, in that game. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't think it's a shutdown unit. But right. I, is there an offense out there this year that really scares you other than North Dakota State? Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, the problem is for other teams when they play JMU's defense is North, you have to be balanced, right? I mean, North Dakota State would scare me, right? They have a good quarterback, decent stick, but they really try to run the ball first. They're physical. Right. Yeah. I mean, Elon, before Cheek and Summers got hurt, was a varied offense. Right. They were a physical team that also had a decent quarterback. You know, I, Eastern Washington has already lost Gage Gabrud. And, you know, any team like that who just throws it and that's their whole game plan where Jamie can just tee off doesn't scare me against this defense because at some point Jimmy's going to have a pick six. And, and yeah. you know, I, I, there are no – you're right. I mean, you look around and I just – I watched Kennesaw this week. They can't throw at all. They just run the triple option. You know, that's not going to solve – I think Jamie will figure that out. Uh, I don't know. I, I would. I would like to think that with a guy like Mike Houston who ran it at the Citadel, right? He's going to be prepared to install a game plan with Trot. Stop it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this defense is bad. I'm just saying I, I would like to see it play better. This is an opportunity against Towson. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I think if you hold Towson under 20 points, mm-hmm. to me that's a that's a great effort. Me too. We don't. That we don't a, need. A, you, yeah. you don't need a shutout. You don't nope. need seven. I just need them to come up with key stops when they need to. They did that this weekend. Uh-huh. They made the big plays. Jimmy, you know, made the play of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I mean, 31 points against Rhodey. That's, that's still a lot of points to give up at home. It is. Now, yeah, I, I don't really have a – yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's a lot. The, the, the sky's I, not falling. No, I don't – yeah. But I don't think you look at a team that gave up 31 to Rhodey and be like, wow, this is, this is the best defense. You can ride this one home, take it to the championship. It's, it's got work. Um, but yeah. they made plays during that game when you're like, wow, they can just put it together consistently. Yes. Man, they, they got some guys that can get after the quarterback. Right. I mean, I think that's my whole thing. I mean, for me, my concern is just kind of the they got to keep cleaning things up. The sloppiness, the lack of attention to detail. Yeah. It, you know, this a- was a really good – this game had really good bones for JMU. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought Trot and Kirkpatrick both called good games. They adjusted well to what Rhode Island was doing. Uh, that you know, the core players that, like we were talking about, Bethea and Johnson and Patrick and Nooch and Dean, like those guys were keyed in here. Um, but they, you know, they got they took a roughing the punter penalty on a. They were you know a time when they're trying to salt away the game and they get a roughing. Well, like, the, why, why are you, are you going after the punter? Right. Yeah, yeah, you know. So there was a little bit of that, right? And there was, um, you know, that second interception. Like, don't throw an Olay block when you're just trying to run out the clock, basically, and get your quarterback killed. Um, you know, there's that little bit of they got to keep cleaning that stuff up. I didn't well, this week. It didn't look like a. You know, we've had games this year where it was kind of a meltdown on the core, right? Like, <laughs> you know, the like the Elon game. At some point, when Malcolm Summers runs for, you know, has a 60 yard run, you just got to say the front seven isn't getting it done. Yeah. Right. And there's been plenty of games this year when the O-line, they're just running backs are running into people's butts. Like there's just nothing there. This game, I felt like both of those things were were there and they just got to tighten up 
around the edges. And that's a lot better place to be in week 10 or week 11 than where they have been earlier. So Yeah, the, the line was, was terrific this week. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. really stepped up. That, the entire unit, I thought, played better. Yeah, yeah like I said, it, it's a flawed team. Um, but there, there's things to fix. It's not flawed in the sense of like, oh, my gosh, they've got no defensive backs. or mm-hmm. you know, It's just they make mistakes kind of all over. They're different ones every week. Mm-hmm. But mistakes are better than like fatal weaknesses. Right. You know, c- coming out of Elon, I was worried like, oh, my gosh, this defense – really got smacked in the mouth. Mm-hmm. It, did, they, did they get exposed, or was it just one of those games? I think it's more towards the, just one of those games, but we do see mistakes still happening that we didn't see last year. Yeah. I, I just got to – But I mean, you'd expect – I mean, that's fair. Right. That's, look, Absolutely. What is it, nine or ten new starters? Right. The guys still coming fun. back in. Yeah. And, and let's just see – let's just wait. Like, let's – so we get the fun. I know, Rob, we have a uh, – a love-hate relationship. Well, no, we have mostly a hate relationship with everything Barstool Sports, usually. Oh, yeah. Right? And the JMU Barstool account in particular, um, yes. which was funny this weekend on the Jimmy Punt return thing. But – or interception return. But we here we go. Right? Tom Flacco. I mean, if yeah. there was ever a week we're going to lean into our Barstool side of the house, it's, it's uh, this week. Um, everything will be determined this weekend. Is Tom Flacco elite? Mm-hmm. so yeah this this is a fun one and let's just I, I mean i'd like to see the defense get a little you know a little bit of improvement from last week so we'll see what happens and and for everybody looking forward to this weekend we have no rob and i can't sit here and break down all the tiebreakers i do know that maine would have to lose to elon i think maine is at home so elon has to go up there injured and banged up and beat maine uh, for JMU to have a chance at the tiebreaker. And then I think like 15 other things have to happen too. Yeah. I, I don't think the auto bid is that big of a deal for JMU. I think if JMU beats Towson this weekend, it gets to six and two in the league. I think they have as good a chance at a seed with or without Maine losing as they would otherwise. Right. I don't think there's a, I mean. If oh, Maine, they win. They, they win. They got a seed. Yeah. I think, Maine, I, I, I think the JMU Towson game is probably for a seed. Yes. Um, potentially you know it might be that seven or eight seed for yeah sure yeah i think you get kind of a mike houston bump Mm -hmm. um if you're jmu and you win Mm -hmm. Uh, other people other fans of other programs might claim bias or oh look at the resume but yeah would you take one of these 10 or 12 teams that we mentioned before that all are flawed well mike houston coaches one of them (laughs) Yeah, that, no, could be worth, that could be one or two seats. Absolutely. I, I think uh, the seven seed is the goal for JMU. I mean, they got to, you know, the goal is just beat Towson. But yeah. if they beat Towson, I think the seven seed is what we'll all be on the lookout for on Sunday. You know, the eight would put them on track to Fargo again early in the playoffs. And everybody wants to avoid that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Rob, you got anything else from the game or you want to introduce us for overtime tonight? No, I'm good on the game. Um, right, cool. Overtime. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit uh, confused what we're actually doing here. Um, this was a suggestion we got last week. It's Somebody, types of fried potatoes, right? Types. Is it, is it all fried? Okay. <laughs> it's types of fried potatoes and our preference. I guess we can do top two or three. Yeah. Um, and I I'll think this was essentially like types of fries, but that includes home fries, home fries, waffle, tots, fries. waffle yeah. fries. Yeah, like yeah, sweet potato fries. Yeah. I mean, I'm an equal equal opportunity fried potato consumer, so I don't have (laughs) any strong opinions on this one. So why don't you uh, lay it off? So, I mean, I'll say this. For me, I guess it's still childish, but I still love tots. Mm. I I really do. Um, That's got to be right at the top for me. Um, See, it's funny you say childish because I didn't like them at all. As a child? As a child or even well into my 20s until I moved to Atlanta in this place called the Vortex, a burger <laughs> place. has And they were great. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And now I love them. And I will say they are superior to French fries if you are getting loaded. Like chili yes. fries. They, yes. Loaded fries always sound great. They turn into a soggy mess. Loaded tots, top notch. Yeah, yeah, you're basically at Waffle House there getting scattered-covered smothered yes. chunks at that point, right? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, the one problem, my, my only little nitpick with tots is I'm a huge condiment guy. Mm-hmm. And I like a lot of dipping sauces and I'll mix them together, you know. And tots is really a ketchup only product for me. Like, 
I'm not going to bust out the mayo or the ranch or whatever else for the tots. Now, if it's a loaded tots where you're eating with a fork, that's a different thing. If you're really getting into chili and, you know, other things, that's different. But if I'm just yeah. dipping them at lunchtime, you know, it's a ketchup only thing for me. So oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I guess I kind of agree. Like, I, I, where do you stand on mayo with fries? So I, I, I yeah, I love mayo and fries. I like the, the mayo ketchup. Whatever that thing's mayo called, chip. Uh, mayo chip, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I really love that with fries. Um, yeah, I mean, I work, you know, I essentially work next door to our version of D Hall down here, mm-hmm. so I do from time to time venture over there, and they have the like condiment machines, you know. Yeah, oh, you can mix it awesome. up. Oh, it's the best, right? <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I like just straight up mayo with fries. I like flavored mayo. Me I too. Like- um, we've got around the corner from us. We got this burger joint, and they've got a sriracha aioli, which is a sriracha oh, mayo. Yes, awesome. They've got an Old Bay one, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely team mayo when it comes to fries. So, yeah, how about you? I, I mean, oh jeez, like we I don't, said, this maybe, doesn't have to be top. We can just talk about these. Just things. ones we like. Yeah, or ones that you know the person who suggested this in, was was very anti sweet potato fries. Yes, and I'm not anti sweet potato I, no, fries. I, no, I like sweet potato fries. Like I said, like. You put a fried potato or fried yep. starch of any type in front of me, um, I'm going to go for it. I like that. I like waffle fries. Is that? I don't. Love, yeah. I don't love curly fries. Curly fries kind of Ooh. bore me, but I do like waffle fries. And I know they're kind of the same, but for whatever reason, I think no, waffle they're not fries the are spare. Yeah. yeah, waffle fries are a little spare on the uh, condiment pickup. Yeah, I um, also think most most curly fries have that weird spice too. That's what I. That's what I was gonna which, say. Is I which, actually like the spice, and therefore uh, I don't. I don't yeah. love it. Okay, yeah. I don't mind the curly fry. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, while we're on potatoes, though. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yesterday we were at some sort of <laughs> Christmas market thing, right. and they had food trucks, and my boys ordered Memphis Sundays. What is a You're, Memphis Sunday? No, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Does they give involves- you a big? It's a big cup. Mm-hmm. And they fill it with mashed potatoes. Then they put pulled pork and coleslaw <laughs> on top. And you eat it with a big spoon like an ice cream sundae. It was amazing. It's like having a barbecue platter, but it's in a cup. So you can just walk around with it. It was so good. And they were walking around. And everybody was stopping being like, where'd you get that? What is that? We're like, it's a Memphis Sunday. I, I don't know that's a thing. <laughs> Do we have anybody from Memphis? Because you got to tell it, like, this can't possibly be an actual thing in Memphis. No, this it's is just, just the a, name of the thing. It's right? just got to be the random yeah. like food right. truck in rural Virginia. Yeah. That I was, it was awesome. And the potatoes, by the time you get to the potatoes, they're all soaked with like the coleslaw and <laughs> the pork. It was amazing. So those aren't oh. fried, but I oh. would put Memphis Sunday potatoes way up there on my on my potato sides nice so just to wrap up the sweet potato front i think it's one of those things i think all of these things depend on how they're prepared and what they go with right mm-hmm. like so many i don't know all the hipster joints try to have sweet potato fries and then they try to have some kind of gravy dipping you don't need gravy you just need ketchup you just ketchup yeah. yeah just ketchup and then cook them right because mm-hmm. some people get mad about steak fries like the big thick ones the old school no if they're good cut, if they're, like if they're crispy good, on the outside and like yes. puffy it's yes. almost like a baked potato on the inside. Right. Like puff. They're awesome. But obviously they're subject to terrible interpretations if you go to Applebee's or something. Yes. You know? Like, yes. Like so, I will have a well-made fried version of any potato. Yes. Like even like I love like shoestring ones, but bad yeah. ones are terrible. Are terrible. Right. Terrible. It's just do it right. Gotta, right. There's a reason that McDonald's fries are McDonald's fries. Yes. Because they do them the same way every time. Right? Yeah. So Oh, you know, I was when I was in China, we met with some guy from like McDonald's in Beijing. Okay. When they decided to open that up, like six years or something like this, I'm probably getting the, the timeline wrong. <laughs> they started planting potatoes in China years before they opened the potato oh, really? restaurant because they wanted know. to make sure that they could adapt and grow the potatoes the right way in the soil over there. And this was like literally like years out, just so they could nail the fries. Okay. So, that's the only thing I remember about this meeting. I think I fell asleep in the restaurant. <laughs> All right, Rob. So one last one as we talk, because I love the China China growing potatoes in advance of McDonald's mm-hmm. coming story. Well, no, it was McDonald's going over there and like setting up their own farms for potatoes. Right. Yes. And they're, you know, all perfectly, uh, I don't know. They, they got all the right chemicals to make yes, them come exactly. exactly the right way. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're an FCS show here. 
and we talk about North Dakota State a lot. So we might as well – like, what's your feeling on poutine? Love it. Okay. There you go. Yep. I think that's Love exactly it. right. I think that's yeah. the right – yep. It uh, sounds so wrong, but it tastes so good. Yeah, cheese curds are just underrated as really a whole. Are. Yeah. And gravy. 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 Gravy's great on anything. And see, it's the opposite. That's the opposite. This is – don't mess with the sweet potato fries. I don't need your, like, sweet gravy on the side. I just need ketchup. But in the poutine sense, give me all the gravy. Yes. 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 Absolutely. All right. Well – you got anything else in the in the fried potato market here? I mean, breakfast potatoes and the whole. Oh well, those are that's a different category. <laughs> that's, whole, that's the yeah. best. Yeah, they they're, they can be great. They, they can, can be, be bad. Right? But I mean, in that hash brown form, they're not. Eh. Hash brown at Waffle House, yes. Yes. Hash brown for Bojangles, eh. no. Oh, right. I don't. Yeah. I don't like those. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely not. Yeah, no, I don't need the extra. Whatever, no, no, no Chick Fil A, no Bojangles in the morning. Come on, no, no, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, I just pissed everyone off there. But, so that was talking potatoes with Todd and Yeah, Rob. potato talk. Right <laughs> now, I'm hungry. Now I'm gonna go order some Uber Eats French fries. Yeah, this is gonna be a tough look for. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, well, Rob, it's great to talk to you. The Dukes are seven and three. Everybody, enjoy the hell out of this. Um, big, big game. It's been a few years since JMU has finished the season at Towson. This used to be a bit of a kind of rite of passage for young Nova Metro Dukes. It used to be just a bit of an exclamation point. You'd yeah. go up there and watch them yeah. win by 45. But Towson and JMU and basically the entire conference are all 7-3. and three. There are five teams in the CAA that are 7-3. and three. And another one that's 6-3 and three because they didn't play enough games yet. Elon, right? Or something like – I mean – it's yeah Elon's it's really crazy how deep the conference is there's no use worrying about playoff predictions or anything go to Towson have a good time watch the game wherever you are get ready for the selection show on Sunday just enjoy this there might be one game there might be two games there might be five games left in the season but no matter what it is enjoy it we are grateful to all of you who have listened all season we're looking forward to hopefully a nice solid run of more shows here and by the way men's hoops Rob your Stucky Mosley. Stucky Mosley. Support center top play. Yeah, right? that was that was pretty awesome. Like I, I Yeah. That was one of those like, oh my gosh, what's he doing? But then like, yes. Yeah. Just, <laughs> no, no, yes. Yes. Was, I just I love the way that he had the confidence. He got that ball and there was no doubt he was mm-hmm. gonna be the one taking the shot. And that's what we wanted from Mosley. That's we needed somebody on the team to say, like, hey, in crunch time, I got this. We're gonna close one out, we're gonna win. That was really exciting. That's and then right. they beat, they beat what, Bridgewater tonight? So. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Well, they've started the season with EMU and Bridgewater. So glad but to no, see they're at three and up. Yeah, yeah. Probably be top 10 in D3. So. Yeah. Hey, no. I mean, look, we'll take it wherever we can get them this year. So. No. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. actually one of the few fans that is totally fine with this schedule. Me too. I, I, I believe in the idea that like winning is a habit you need to develop. Mm-hmm. And John Thompson kind of was mocked for this for years, but it worked for him. You get, you get some confidence. Ewing last year, yeah. 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 Or, or this year, goodness. Okay. But, um, <laughs> no, I think it's great. Like, pile up the wins. I don't really care. I'm not going to get excited about, you know, having 20 wins at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But I am going to get excited if this team goes into CAA play with a lot of confidence and having closed out some games like they did Friday night. Mm-hmm. That is, that's fun. I think that'll pay dividends. Well, Rob, that, that, I'm excited to watch more hoops. Very excited to watch the Towson game this weekend. I yes. really, really hope I'm talking to you and Brian McLaughlin next Monday about an 8-3 and three Dukes team that doesn't have to play on Thanksgiving weekend. But yes. we will be talking about rooting for the Dukes regardless of where and when they play if they get more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, go by Pale Fire. Mention the podcast. you get your free pint glass. Thank you so much to Pale Fire. Go say hi to Tim and Susan there. They're doing some great things with their beers right now. So go check them out. There's, you can get um, all kinds of beers to go. That's great Christmas presents, stuff like that. So Those go, hoodies. Those yeah, hoodies that make good Christmas it's presents. really cool. So they got that purple and gold shirt. Mm-hmm. The Pale Fire purple and gold shirt is really sweet. So, yeah, go by there. Hook them up. Um, we can't thank them enough. And to Susie and Pat, you know who you are. You guys were at the game this weekend. And obviously that brought the mojo back for JMU. We're going to need you two at the games going forward. 
so so keep going to the games. <laughs> yes. Um, hey, can, can, should we give Tyler Gray a shout out? Congratulations. Oh, yeah, you're right. Fiance. I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, for, so for anybody who didn't see, Tyler Gray, the JMU senior kicker, uh, proposed to his now fiance at the end of the game with the whole team around, right, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like full Boise State style here. Oh, yeah. The yeah. team's reaction was amazing. All amazing. Jumping up and down around him. And... and Tyler's mom's reaction on Twitter, also amazing. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was really cool. I, yeah. I was actually pretty excited. I thought yeah. that was fun. That was really cool. Uh, yeah, that was definitely great. So congrats to Tyler and future's miss, future Mrs. Gray um, on your engagement. Hopefully, Tyler just – I mean, all he has to do is keep doing what he's doing right now on the field because – He's been a, a real, real bright spot in the last oh. few weeks filling in for Ethan Racky, right? Yep. Yeah. And just solid as can be. So, Rob, I will talk to you next week. Look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good week, everyone. Go Dukes. comes to you.